Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on, guys? Also joining us is Ryan, our co-host, the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And this week, we're going to help out some of the chefs, menus, and venues for restaurants at the Disney Hollywood Studios. You know, the park opened in 1986 and some places are really starting to show they've been around since 1986 and more than a fresh coat of paint there's some places that could really use our help and it was brought to our attention recently that with all the new additions and attractions the thing that's been neglected the most in the studios is the dining options. What do you think, guys? I think that's the most true statement I've ever heard in my entire life. They, they really, they've, uh, table service, they've done some things to improve quick, uh, you know, quick service, right? But tables, table service especially has been vastly ignored in the last 20 years. Uh, and I'm almost, from my perspective, I'm almost tempted to say I would change something about all but maybe one of the sit-down restaurants. And normally I'm pretty cool with what, you know, there is there, right? But there's something about Hollywood Studios that I'm usually just like, you know what, I'm just going to do quick service twice in this park. And I, I don't know that it's the flavor of the quick service as much as it is. It's just easier and better. So pick one and tell us what you think. What would be your plan? Well, one of the big ones that I have an issue with is um, the sci-fi theater. It's one of the big ones I have an issue with because the atmosphere is super cool, right? I like the idea of sitting in the cars. I like the theming that they're going for. The milkshakes, which fit the 50s kind of attire or 50s, 60s kind of thing, are fantastic. But I've never, ever had a meal there that I would even say is worth a sit-down credit at Disney. Not one actual meal. See, it's interesting uh, that you mentioned that because my beef is a little different. Um, they've recently improved uh, the burgers at the joint since, uh, you know, I think it was late as 2020. They kind of overhauled that and made some improvements in the quality and the designs. It's not just your classic burger. There's some ingenuity to them and some options, creative options, which I think if you're doing a burger joint, you should have lots of options because everyone's very particular about their burger. The, 
the problem I have with that restaurant is I love the theme, but it's been the same theme since they opened. And it's the same movie loop of the cheesy B movies. Now there's a lot more cheesy B science fi and, and horror movies that they could use. Now, maybe they don't have the rights to them between the uh, MGM catalog and the Disney catalog, but there's lots I would think they'd want to get out there and grab and make it different. So you're not coming in to see the same thing again and again and again. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it definitely has to do with a contract on that, on that one. Um, that would be a definitely an interesting one to look into to try to try to figure that one out because that's one one reason why I usually stay out of there is I'm just I don't know I've seen it a few I've seen it enough I just don't want to see it again so yeah I mean that's fair I you know I haven't been in since they rehauled the menu because every experience before that had been just so bad so I'll give the burgers another shot and maybe I'll change my opinion but I do agree you know when it comes to the 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 real number one you almost always go through the real a full you know you could have made it 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes, you know, so that it's more unlikely that I would have seen the same cartoon twice or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. Overall, it could, it could use an overhaul. I, I, I would agree. If they've started with the food, the next step is to change, change the movies, change it up, make it a little different. What's next that we need to retrofit. Uh, I would probably Carl, you might have a hard time with this one. But I would probably go over to Hollywood Brown Derby. <gasps> yeah, uh, uh, I know, I know, I it's okay. Just had a heart, I think you just uh, had a heart attack. Christ, call nine one one, John. <laughs> You're closer <laughs> to him, buddy. You get in the car and race over to him. I, I mean, listen, the food is good. The food is good. Like I have zero complaints on the food. Um, uh, the drinks are good. I have zero complaints on that. I understand the theming is supposed to reflect the golden age of movies at the golden age restaurant, right? I get all of that. It still just feels like it's just not an upbeat enough for a Disney world restaurant for me, not in the middle of all the action that's around you in Hollywood studios, you know, Hollywood studios, there's action everywhere. It's probably the most in terms of pure amount. It probably has more of the thrill stuff than any of the other parks, you know, by itself. So when you go into a place that's right smack in the middle of it, and it just kind of brings you down to a lower level because it's just not what you expect. I don't know. I think there's a way to bring it up live, live music, more live music. That's really upbeat or whatever. There's ways to bring up that energy in that room, but they, I'm just lost in the energy. See, I think, um, so the, the only thing that's going is the caricatures. So I think it's reflective of the 1930s Hollywood. There's basically nowhere very rare even on disney property you probably can count them on all your fingers you know the old white tablecloth linen dining room experience is gone from most places i think i guess california girl has it mm -hmm. um you know they have it at brown derby i really don't know where you know especially because it is a theme park and a resort it's you know casual dining the yachtsman steakhouse has it obviously yeah. um so, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's sad that gone are the days that people used to get dressed up and go out to dinner. Not that you would do that at the theme park because you're there all day. You're not going to, you know, get dressed up for a night out of town. But 
um, that's what it's supposed to represent that era of Hollywood, where if you were a movie mogul, that's where you were going for lunch and making a deal, you know, you were, you know, making a deal. It was a place to seen and be seen and more so, you know, for the producers and the um, directors than, than the starlets, although they were there too. Uh, but, uh, you know, th that's it. So I'm okay with the atmosphere, the, those brass uh, lights, everything in there. It's true to form of what that restaurant was like. So, you know, it's accurately uh, from a historical perspective. So I don't have a problem with that. And I don't, and I love the food. So um, that would be the one, if I was making this list, I would, I would say, I'm not going to touch it, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder what that means, right? Like, honestly truly genuinely is it just that my generation and people who think that way like i do right now is just like we're over the 30s theming is that really really more what it is because um it goes in line with what you just said there is there is no more dressing up and going out to dinner it doesn't happen and if it does it's very rare right um honest question have either of you guys ever had a, a client ask you what they should wear to going to a restaurant that's inside of one of the theme parks yes which i was honestly very shocked at um i laughed when i got the email yeah carl have you had it happen no i don't think i've asked them they uh, they asked me about restaurants at the hotels and different places sure. outside sure. right yeah um you know but look at unless you're going to Victoria and Albert's, that's the only place that requires a sports coat anymore, right? Right. And people do get dressed up to go there, but theme park attire is acceptable everywhere, you know, bathing suits or not. So I've just found it amazing because I've had at least three clients ask me that. And I never would have even thought to ask that if I was going, right? So it was just one of those that kind of caught me off guard. And I think it speaks to what you said is like, there are people that still enjoy it, right? There are still people that enjoy it and clearly they still do it if they're asking that question, right? It's top of mind. Um, Look, so if you're... There's still a place for it, you know? Maybe it's just for me, I'm just, I don't know. I feel, feel like I've lost touch with that. Look, at part of it is if, when you look at some of the original artwork, you know, that Disney put out for Epcot and the studios and everything, there was always, you know, people walking through in the foreground or whatever that looked attractively dressed like they were going out to dinner or going somewhere special or you know going out for a night and you didn't know if those were supposed to resemble guests who were getting dressed up to go to a night out of the town or if they were character actors from you know from uh streetmosphere people right but they always saw them so especially in the restaurant settings you kind of didn't know i mean but i, I see what you're saying it, it's an interesting question um I'm focusing, you know, on this topic when you brought it up tonight, I was like, it's the food that needs fixing at these places, right? So that's the one that I'm thinking about. What, I mean, I'm gonna, you know, and, and you and, and you wanna limit it to sit down and everything, but I think there's some problems in some of the fast food too. You know, Pizza Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Totally terrible. You know what makes Pizza Rizzo worse? is the backstory on what it was supposed to be originally pizza rio was supposed to be where mama melrose's and it was going to be the expansion of uh the muppet land and it was the great gonzo's pandemonium pizza parlor 
run by Gonzo and run by Rizzo. And they had a very sophisticated, the, the, the pictures of it had a conveyor belt system, like a train that delivered the pizzas to you electronically. There were sound effects of um, Rizzo running through the air ducts, you know, getting stuck up there. And the Swedish chef was going to be in the kitchen making mistakes and fires were going to go up and explosions and everything. It was all, you know, a restaurant run by the, the Muppets. Um, it was supposed to be where Mama Maria's are. And if you go to Mama Maria's, not that we would go there either, but you, the track system for the train or the conveyor belt is installed in there. That was the plan. And then they nixed it and went with Mama Maria's. And then they re came up with a theme, a little bit of Rizzo when they did Pizza Rizzo's. But the, the theme there is a New York brick pizza parlor. What I think that they should do to very easily fix that place is they should install the system like the wood-fired pizza system that you see at Blaze Pizza and Mod Pizza and all these places that do the five-minute pizzas. Because those pizzas are actually pretty decent, you know, for what you're getting. And it's very quick and easy for them if they just limit it to four different types of that pizza, you know, sausage, pepperoni, whatever, just have those pre-prepared. They would have much better quality pizza in the same amount of time. Yeah. And I think if they did that, then they could be, they could be, they could turn that place really quickly. They could keep the theme the way that it is. And it sucks, doesn't have it, doesn't have uh, all the stuff that they, you know, originally had intended to put in it. But just by improving the pizza to something like a mod pizza would take that place up three or four notches. What do you think, John? I mean, you've grabbed a slice there. Yeah. I, I, I do like Ryan's idea. I think, I do think that would be a much, much more successful idea with a much better quality pizza that would be consistent. Um, I mean, we know the pizza is like pretty much like cardboard. Um, now then again, the three of us were from places where pizza is good and you, you can get a good slice of pizza almost everywhere. But I, I, I do agree with you. I, I didn't think of that idea, but that idea it actually makes a lot of sense because it, it is a very popular idea right now and it's cheap the ingredients are easy to put together it's easy to create those so if they did something like that i think it'd be very successful and definitely turn that restaurant around i, I say it out. well we could talk about that in a second but you know i say bring back the great gonzo's pandemonium pizza parlor <laughs> could you but, make it could you make a flame resistant uh um track belt that would actually take it through the wood fire pizza thing without melting because that, that would, would be, be pretty cool that would be cool <laughs> that'd be really cool i don't know if uh if, if the technology exists for that but you would think oh, let's let's take it a step further if you make it like mod pizza you could actually have the kids make their own pizza by pressing buttons and it would like drop down the the certain ingredients on the pizza on its way on the on the belt there you wow. go there you go I just so made Disney three billion dollars. You, like. uh, you mentioned you uh, mentioned chains. I, I think what Disney does work really awful everywhere, but it's really poorly done at Hollywood Studios. Is the trolley car cafe? You know, it's Starbucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't know. I'm there's just 
I would, I rarely go to Star Wars, period. I would never go to them on a Disney property. I, I think I've seen you there a few times. I stood there while someone else bought me a coffee, but I didn't go there. <laughs> Drink it. I just wouldn't go in it. But I'm not a boomer at all. <laughs> just telling you. <laughs> I mean, I would, I'm a huge proponent of craft coffee. I think it would be really cool if they put craft coffee spots in all of these places. I get why they went with Starbucks though. I, I do understand it, right? And I'm I you're I'm like you. I would prefer not to, but I would drink I drink Starbucks on a regular basis, right? I look at I, the, uh, when there's Joffrey's there, I'll stand in line for that, you know. But I won't. But, I am not a Joffrey's fan at all. I just flat out I have tried, with the exception that they have the shaken Jamaican cold brew that they oh, have. Oh yeah, baby, that's well, fantastic. That I'll, 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 I'm down on that. You ever put rum in that? Uh, yes, actually. Yes. Really good. Really good. It's a really good. way to start your day. Um, uh, yeah, I'll give them that one. But outside of that, Joffrey's has always been lost on me. I just, I feel like it's like the same coffee I would drink if I was in a hotel room anywhere in a Marriott. Well, come right? to think about it, the only thing I'd go there is the shake in Jamaican. So maybe I don't like Joffrey's. <laughs> 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 but uh Jonathan, pick one that you would, you know, fix up, redo, help them out because they need some help over there at Hollywood Studios. So I'm going to touch on uh, 50s uh, Primetime Cafe. Now, we all know the theme of this one, what it is. Uh, it's supposed to be that old school theme where you're going into uh, that old kitchen there, uh, sitting down at the um, family uh, table for a meal. I don't know. I... I... The food's okay. It's all right. I, I will say, I do feel like the theme's been played out. Um, back when this, this place opened, it made sense. And through the 90s, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it needs, it needs to go and it needs to come up with a new concept at this point, I feel. Um, again, I get the idea. I get what it is where the old school way, no elbows on the table, make sure you eat your veggies, clean your plate, all that stuff. But I don't know. In this day and age, I just I just feel like it needs to move on and come up with something else. I don't know what, but I feel like you could come up with a family-style diner or something that would work in this spot. So this is the one and only one that I think, other than Woody's Lunchbox, if we're including quick service, that I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole. This is the only one. Uh, if I really think about it, right? I, it makes sense where it is. It makes sense what they're doing in there. And I really like the idea of being able to go on vacation and knowingly sit down and get heckled, right? And that, that's just a fun vacation feel, right? And you're in a 50s primetime diner. And you know what? Let's be honest with you. The food probably was hit or miss in the 50s primetime diners, <laughs> right? So it's 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 on point, right? I, that's the big thing here is the food is has hit or miss. I think the theming is appropriate. I think the people are appropriate, right? Like, I get why you might think it's played out, right? You got the Ed DeBevix and you got places like that that do it. And there's at least one other place in Disney property that does it, right? But I just like that. I like that. I like it's a really great way of just taking somebody and getting their day going in the right direction. No, I I I I see your point and I do agree with it. I think 
my issue is the last time that I uh, ate there, I ended up eating there with a cat, a, uh, a cast member. Um, and the issue was our wait staff recognized that we were with a cast member and they turned off the, uh, the show, oh. uh, which was very strange. Um, I was, I was a little disappointed because paying for that meal and getting no show, I was like, what? Um, that, that sounds like bad luck more than anything to me. Yeah. yeah that's something's going on there. Yeah. It, it, it definitely was bad luck because right away when the, our uh, waiter realized that, um, at the time, my wife's cousin who was a cast member, um, he saw her, her Disney badge right away he's like yep i'm he even said to us i was like he's like i'll do the show if you want but do you really need me to do the show for you somebody, somebody needed a night off that's really yeah. what that sounds um, like to me pretty much and again when we went it wasn't that busy it was half the restaurant was closed like it was not even half full i was like okay i'm like works for me i'm getting i'm getting the uh the employee discount price so yes, I'll, I'll take it you got yeah. the employee discount show yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Now, I've never eaten there, so I don't know, you know, what the experience I had it kind of on our recent show list to try. I, I've gone in the tune, tune in lounge more times than I probably can remember. Um, so I really like that. The only thing that bothers me is there's always one TV that's not working in there. Um, but I, I love the vibe in that. I love the drinks. I could give or take the glow. Uh, cubes um that was the first disney bar to introduce the glow cube so a little nostalgia there that's kind of fine before they went crazy now there's a lot of places that don't do them They're, for a while there they were really prevalent in a lot of bars um so i like the bar i love the drinks I, I think i've had some apps out there i've never gone um inside so i don't think i'm fair to uh to comment on it but i i think ryan's comments are probably spot on and I'm sorry, um, John, that you've got uh, that discount show. <laughs> I mean, that's just poor luck. It really is. <laughs> I, I, Honestly, I, usually when I'm anywhere around a cast member at something like that, they actually usually take it up a level. You know, like I've seen it so many, almost annoyingly once in the Lion King, Festival of the Lion King, right? But like, I, I've seen, usually they take, so maybe... No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna insult anybody. All right, let's move on before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna talk about one that is really one of. I think it's probably my least favorite sit-down restaurant at Studios. Uh, no interest in going there, and you know it is Mama. Melrose's Restaurant Italiano. It should be ashamed that they put a nice Italian name on this restaurant because whatever they're serving is not Italian food. It's awful. Now, I don't, it's awful. It's just, you know, and I look at, I lived in Boston all my life for the North End. I, I lived in Manhattan for four years with Italian restaurants were all over the city, not just in Little Italy. But what they think they're serving and what they're really serving is, you know, forget Ryan's chicken parm rule, right? <laughs> that he does in Italian. This is, this, this is just, you know, uh, it, it's just disgusting. 
you know the chicken farm test carl (laughs) that's all you need to know again like that's why i have it right because that is like the most simple dish other than spaghetti and meatballs which if you think about it kind of includes that right it's the most simple dish you can possibly do if they can't it's like making mac and cheese or grilled cheese if you screw that up i'm not eating anything else ever from your restaurant you're right. A lot it's- of people enjoy the Italian meal and they go there and they go, Italians, they'll argue, have some of the best desserts. They have a dry tiramisu. They have cannolis that were stuffed last week. So there's no flavor in the regatta. They do this colors of Italy cheesecake, which, you know, clever, but disgusting to look at once they bring out. Who wants to eat anything green, you know? Um, and and all their cookies and everything. I mean, we go to real Italian uh, bakeries here and gelato stands, and it's good. This stuff is garbage. I don't know where they get it. And tell me, Disney can't find a good supplier for this stuff, even if it was all pre-manufactured and brought in. When people go to Mama Melrose and say they have a really good steak, you know it's awful Italian food. That's that's true of any Italian restaurant. Now there are Italian steakhouses. Okay, that's different. I get it, but. Normal Italian restaurants, you're right. If they come back, if they're talking about the chicken, the steak, the whatever, like you're right, they screwed up. There's a problem. They have one of the largest uh, lists of cocktails uh, lists there too. And we went to the group of people that all tried the various um, cocktails thinking maybe that was it. But again, disgusting. A tiramisu martini was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. They, they, botched the, they botched a... Um, like somebody had a blood orange margarita there and that was totally botched. They don't, I don't think there was tequila in it. Um, and then they do it like the smoked turkey, which they've done at other restaurants with bourbon. Um, and it was just, it was just too much, you know, uh, maraschino cherries or the black cherries, whatever they put in it was just too, they're trying to say, okay, it's, it's uh, hinted with smoke. It was all, three kinds of cherries in there. It was awful. I mean, you ruined really good bourbon. You over-cherried my bourbon, sir. <laughs> yeah, they, that was like, there was like three kinds of black, there, there was like a black cherry bourbon in it. And then the, tr- you know, traditional maraschino bourbons. It was, t- I mean, they, they should have lost their liquor license for this. <laughs> Usually when you hit three cherries in a slot machine, you win. But at Mama Melrose, it's... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be better with three lemons of the limoncello. I mean, it's awful. So, I mean, look at. So, so Mama Melrose for Carl, that's one where you stick the dynamite underneath and just press down on it, right? Well, <laughs> Take out yeah, the whole because place. the decor. And I, get, I think because, you know, I still see the train tracks up there that was going to be Gonzo's Pizzeria Pandemonium. I think about what the potential could have been. Um, and they have it right next to that, you know, Christmas shop. And it just seems all out of place. And, um, it just seems like they could be doing something better back there. Um, or a reason I, to retheme that whole land though. Yeah. Right. That's it used to be part of New York street and kind of makes sense. Now it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I, you know, I guess, you know, do something, you know, cause when I, what's more of a bar, but what I wouldn't charge that's kind of connected down the street to that land is uh baseline. Right. <laughs> um, that uh, that's where you go to get your fuel, if you will. Um, they do a great job there. 
you know, I, I would not change that. That's sign of an institution. The other one you mentioned, you use Woody's Ryan, but I would not touch, you know, Ronto Roasters at all. That's perfect. I have one big complaint. I mean, I like the food. I like the theming, right? I have one big complaint is that every time I go into, uh, you know, you're talking Ronto Roasters, but the, half the time it's closed now because now they want you, now they want you to go into Docking Bay 7 to get the Ronto, Ronto wrap, right? And the biggest problem I have with that is not that I have to go in Docking Bay 7 because Docking Bay 7 is also awesomely themed and really well done inside. The problem is, is they give you chips with it. And I don't want the chips, first of all. And second of all, you never know what kind of chips you're going to get. Sometimes I get sun chips. Sometimes I get blue tortilla chips. Sometimes I got Lay's chips. It's like, I don't know if it's material shortages or what, but like it's whatever was delivered to docking Bay seven by that unit that day. It's literally whatever leftover potato chips there are in galaxy's edge are all going on your plate at that place. So that's, that's my only complaint with it. Otherwise there's a couple of good things to eat in there. Not even just the Ronto wrap. So I think, I think that ties in with the theming. I mean, it's a galaxy far away. You know, they don't have regular deliveries from Lay's. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> now from austin texas all the way or, or plano texas all the way up to uh another universe uh too <laughs> See, I, I figured your complaint would have been that it wasn't like a um a twofer on the uh on the ronto wrap no i mean like the thing is it is a lot harder to get two though because now i gotta get two things of freaking chips with it too i, I don't want to waste <laughs> all that food and they charge you an extra two bucks for it so that's my only issue with that. Otherwise, it's great. It's great. It's totally, I can find something to bitch about with anything, I guess, but <laughs> that's just my problem with it. Speaking of being an old man. I mean, I have officially gotten to the top of the hill. I'm not quite over it yet, but I'm there. I'm right at the top. So look at, I mean, there is, there's some places that need some help. What else can we offer the echelons of Disney as far as culinary advice for hollywood studios we didn't talk about uh, the backlight express at all right go for it i mean what is there to talk about i'm just i'm just bringing up the point right <laughs> there's not much in there to talk about really you know most people don't even know it's there which you can walk over there at 12 30 in the afternoon and get a, the same burger you get everywhere else in disney world and have open seating everywhere because nobody knows it's back there or uses it Oh, there's one worse, and that's the Dockside Diner. Yeah, that's there. That's worse than that. And you know, they claim to have seafood there. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? This is, you know, first of all, don't do seafood if you and don't do it that way and think that you're quick service too. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> seafood quick service is unless it's fried and battered, it's yeah. pointless. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some opportunities there, you know, they stepped up the bar when they did Woody's hopefully Woody's, you know, barbecue roundup is going to save the day and be something exciting and different and new. There's not that many good barbecue places along the world. Uh, you know, there's only one that really, well, there's two actually that stands out in Disney Springs and in um, the American adventure at Epcot. But so if they can do it right there, um, Hopefully that will add to the list, but I think it's time for the test kitchens at Disney to, you know, get it done here. The pricing has gone up on all this food. You got to up the game as far as the quality. You got to have the Imagineers work with the menu, you know, and I think they've done that in some places, especially the new places that, you know, the more like 
Galaxy's Edge and Pandora and um, you know places over uh, the the new Marvel area over in Disney California Adventure. They've done a really jo- good job mixing the Imagineering with the test kitchen to come up with good food, weird food sometimes, but good food. Space Two Twenty is another one, right? Um, but they need to go back and do all the all the old ones that they missed because you're right. There are too many of those. Here's what I've noticed historically with the Disney fan base and the, the clients that we send repeatedly to Disney, you know, when Disney Imagineering changes revamps or closes an attraction, there's all hell to pay. When Disney opens a new restaurant or ups the menu of an old restaurant, nobody's complaining for nostalgia. (laughs) Nobody wants the old garbage food. So if they're looking for easy wins, right? That's consistently, if you go through time, I can't tell you when, you know, anytime they've done it, whether they've changed from, you know, uh, a la carte menu to all you care to eat, you know, where they've gone from buffet to deliver to your table back to buffet. Anytime there's been changes like that, people are, it's always been an improvement and people are excited and go try that restaurant and you get a bigger fan base usually, but that, and that's such an easy, short money spend compared to doing a neutral attraction, yeah. right. Or, or, or revamping an attraction. So I think it's money well spent. Disney's trying to get the money to come in consistently to the parks. You got to eat. So why not improve the quality of food at Hollywood studios? The business side of it just makes sense, right? It's quick and easy fix. It's customer happiness goes up, quality of product goes up, you know, money, income goes up or profit goes up. There's really no downside to fixing the food. (laughs) I'm sure there's somebody out there that on Twitter that, that like is listening to this show going, that's not true at all. (laughs) That's not true at all, you know? I'm sure there's somebody doing that, but I would really hope that's just the minority. Hey, if it's you, leave comments on today's post. Oh, no, the if it's you, don't leave comments on today's <laughs> post. <laughs> uh, on Carl's wall, please. Yes. Wait, I have a wall? You have a timeline, time feed, whatever the hell it is, you have one. <laughs> I don't think we can help them in any other way. I think these restaurants have expired as has this podcast later dudes <laughs> hopefully the food's not expired later dudes God. later dudes thanks for joining us for this week's episode of dudes dish disney please check us out on social media on facebook at dudes dish disney on instagram at dudes dish disney on twitter at disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise and Global Travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.